Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nighttime Show podcast. I am Nighttime Show writer Mike Glazer, here, of course, with Nighttime Show producer Matt Walker. Our guest today, you know him from Pinky in the Brain, Johnny Bravo, Jimmy Neutron, Back at the Barnyard, Big Time Rush, and he's the creator of the Thundermans. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today, Jed Spingarn. And of course, the man who used his Nickelodeon character to get a free bed. Give it up for Steven Kramer Glickman. That's right. You better believe it. That just happened today. I, I worked out a deal with a bed company, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be doing company? some t- uh, some tweeting for them, uh, and they're sending me a giant bed. What bed company? I'll tell you. I'll tell you which bed company. I'm know. very. I'm very excited about it uh, because I'm so I, excited. I have to look it up on my phone. No, I. <laughs> I want to make sure I, it's Hero Bed. Hero, Hero bed. bed, which is great because I'm a big superhero fan. Uh, I tested one of their beds out, and it was su- it was is very very comfortable, a lot better than like Ghost Bed and all this other stuff. When mm-hmm. you get the mattress like sent in the mail, yeah. so they're sending me uh, a big uh, Cal King. It's a Hero mattress, Bed, a, so. a Hulk size bed. For yeah, it's a, it's for uh, my big uh, fat ass Incredible to bulk. be able to <laughs> okay. relax so yeah. that I don't. Uh, so how did this go down? Pains. Do you go in the store and they're like, "Oh my God, you're that guy"? Or no, do you no, say, I, hey, I'm that guy. I <laughs> reached out to them and I was like, "I think this bed." amazing and i just wanted to introduce myself and just tell you that i'm a big fan and then they were like we should work together and i was like oh absolutely wow. i'm on board well I'm on board. he tweeted everyone to I, I i tweeted them and i try to just get into conversation with them but i learned that on the set of big time rush do you know who taught me who taught me how to do that no i don't snoop dog himself ah. oh. on the episode with snoop dog he turned to me and he said uh yo dog those are some nice ass shoes <laughs> and i was like oh thanks i just bought these and he went what do you mean you bought them? And I was like, well, I bought them at the store. And he was like, yo, dog, you don't need to buy shit. You want a TV show. <laughs> just get that shit. I was like, how do you get it? He goes, just call the company, tell them it's you. Be like, what up? And most of the time, they don't want to be wrong. So that, they just send you that that's shit. That's amazing. Because I, I remember <laughs> true. during that show, he I don't know if he told us this story or he said, or somewhere I read that he just called Chrysler because he liked the 300M car that had just come out. And he yeah. was like, mm-hmm. yo, how do I get up in one of the 300Ms? And they, I don't know if they gave him one or not. Oh, but yeah. That's what Probably. he does. They, that's yeah. his MO. They, they'll give him a car. They give him a car, and then it'll be like a lease where like the, he can have it for a year. And then when the right. next one comes out, they'll just give him another one. Right. And they just keep trading it up so that he's always driving the And the deal is version. he talks about it. That, yeah. Um, he talks about mm-hmm. it and drives it around, and people get to see him in it. You know, it's crazy. I can do that with little things like skinny pop popcorn. I can be like, yeah, yeah. I created yeah. the Thundermans. Uh, how about you give me a break on that skinny pop? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I now, love what that. is skinny pop popcorn? I'm not familiar oh, with that. It's, so good. it's like uh, it's popcorn. It tastes like popcorn. I don't know what makes it skinny. I guess they don't use the oils that the. Uh, so bad. it's pre popped. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's pre popped in a bag. What are you lazy people pre popping popcorn? Not all of us have time to microwave, microwave or microwave. put it, no, or put it in a pot. We've got jobs and places to be, Matt. <laughs> Not all of us are at home cooking elaborate meals. Well, you should like be. Gr- like you do. Yeah, Actually, you're, he's constantly cooking. You should elaborate be. They look meals. phenomenal. 
Yeah, he's a and Mike Glazer. Cook. Mike Glazer's the one who's been on the cooking shows. That's true. What I, show I, are you on right now? The F Word with Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he's out. He's Legend out himself. How cool is this? He's out there, Jed, hanging out with Gordon Ramsay, like on a regular basis. Like That's they're really like cool. hanging. Yeah. So weird. Rooftop bars it. at midnight. Yeah. Very, very good life right now. Happy to be awesome. around myself. That is very yeah. cool. Absolutely. And have you told him about your previous cooking show experience? <laughs> no. He doesn't know. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Can't remember. Because he, he was on. Mike Glazer, tell him what you were on. I was on Worst Cooks in America on Food Network. I don't know. That one. Uh, well, that's okay. It's uh, it's actually to segue into yourself. It's like mm-hmm. the cartoon of cooking shows. So you turn yeah. on the burner knob here, and the burner lights a mile away, and then they add like a little skirt, you know, record <laughs> scratch to so it. So is it scripted? No, it's unscripted. Find really bad cooks. Yeah, and they're like, oh, you're gonna light yourself on fire. That's yeah. good TV. Yeah, they get people who like set themselves on fire boiling water, right? And I then they. Tried to teach him how to cook with uh, Ann Burrell, and I don't know who else was on your season. Uh, Bob Flay. Bob Flay. Oh, yeah. The great oh, Bob yeah. Chef Bobby, Flay. I cooked a Bobby steak Flay. Uh, Bobby Flay's method this weekend. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It took a weird turn. It's it's weird. I have nothing to add about <laughs> it. Jed, uh, we met uh, on the uh, on the Big Time Rush uh, show. We were, did. Were you on that show from day one? When did you? I was. Yeah. How, yeah. Like you were on it before I was even around. I don't know. I remember it. meeting you. I remember we were in some like in, in a in a room full of props, and I was I was intrigued by you because you have this look, but I'd never seen you before. So I was like, where did this guy come from? And you yeah. told me you were thirty, and I'm like, that's really not. Biologically possible. Yeah, <laughs> like, you don't, you've yeah. never you, looked thirty. Right? You look you, you old. Like no, you know what? what? This is a whole one hundred percent true. First day of shooting the pilot, I was standing next to Scott Fellows, and he goes, "It's really lucky we were able to find a funny forty-year-old that was not discovered yet." And <laughs> right. I go, "I'm twenty-eight." <laughs> and he goes, "Wow, you look like shit." <laughs> and then he just laughed and walked away. And I was like, "What?" Yeah. But it's true. That's like when I realized I was like, "Oh, I'm." I look a lo- like I always knew I looked older, but I was like, "Oh, this is beneficial, though a it little is. bit. It's yeah. beneficial to be to look older yeah. And, yeah. and not be." And it means you'll look like that for thirty years. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because totally. you look the same now as you did back then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, when did you? How did you get involved so in that show? Because you were on Johnny Bravo with him, but with Scott. Before no, I never that, worked no? with Scott really ever. We did the uh, Jimmy Neutron uh, Fairly Odd Parents crossover once, so we got to know each other a little bit on that because he was on Fairly Odd Parents and I was on Neutron, but. Uh, we didn't. We hadn't worked together. He just liked me, and I liked him, and we would work across the hall from each other. And one day he called me, and he said, hey, I'm doing this new show. And I guess the, uh, the exec on the show had mentioned me as he was looking for writers with a cartoony pers- persona, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Because uh, that's what that show was, basically, a live-action cartoon. Yeah. So uh, he liked me and, and just like, took a chance, which was amazing, because I thought I was an animation lifer. Yeah, but I came out here to do live action. You know, I wanted to write on Frasier, but so I but awesome. and I got on Pinky and the Brain. That was my first job because that was as close as mm-hmm. I could get to something that was you know smart and and you know Frasiery. So yeah, uh, it is. And then I just rode the cartoon wave because that's when that golden era of animation was starting again with Animaniacs and all that stuff. Oh hell yeah! So he sort of admired me from afar and offered me a job, which was incredible. Did he nice. read your stuff prior? Did you have no. to write anything to? No, no. I had a good reputation at Nickelodeon, yeah. and I think it was just all based on that. That's so. Cool. So where did you move what at her from? From New York. New York. City. Okay. Uh, where where did you grow up? Did you grow in up New in York, New York in City? The city in Manhattan. Where where in uh, New York? Uh, most of my childhood on 98th between Fifth and Madison, uh, Mount Sinai Hospital area. Oh wow! Can you yeah. uh, take your phone off the table, yeah, so really he doesn't buzz? God, <laughs> son of a bitch! Can we start over? 
<laughs> so uh, it's the nighttime show. <laughs> I bought a bed. Hey, we got it. And you work at a, you with food and that. And so you're from New York. So you were there as a yeah, kid growing yeah. up. And uh, are you a uh, Yankees fan or Mets fan? Uh, Cincinnati Reds fan. Is that Reds weird? Reds fan. Okay, wow. No, how did that happen? Because they won a lot. So you were there in the late 70s. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Big Red Machine, Sparky big Anderson. Red Machine. Yep. I could do the yeah. most of the lineup, I bet you, right now. Really? Mm, maybe not. All right. <laughs> uh, what about uh, parents? What, 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 what wait, wait. So do you believe the allegations about Pete Rose and the uh, Oh, the girl? new one? Yeah. It was, that's a bad one, right? That's teenage. <laughs> it's the bad one, yeah. Teenage teenagers? girl, like, yeah. taking her across state lines. Yeah. I don't do you <laughs> think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame? Yes or no? I would say no. Good, good answer. All right. Correct. Yeah, I don't think he should okay. be, and I don't even know who he is. Yes. <laughs> strong I don't know nothing about strong I don't know nothing about them sports. So I was in New York for like nine <laughs> yeah. years before I realized, oh, there's no comedy writing here except mm-hmm. for Saturday Night Live and David Letterman. Yeah. So if you're not, yeah. if you didn't go to Harvard or work on the Harvard Lampoon, you're not going to work you're in New York. Yeah. yeah. It's so kind of like the Simpsons writing staff. Like if you're not from yeah. Harvard, like you don't get on. Yeah. 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 At least back in, the, in those days. So then I moved out here and like within a year and a half, I was on a show. So wow. Were you writing a lot of spec stuff like for yourself yeah. in New York and, and pitching it around or yeah, what were you doing? Yeah, that I was doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd come out here every once in a while and I'd be like, I'm going to go out to LA for a week and try to get a gig but that's not really how it works yeah yeah you have to kind of move here and yeah, you do. get into it and get in the in the and then mix. uh yeah. did, were you how doing did you like, wait but how did you get your first gig out here i got uh i did get a at one little thing in new york uh which was this show called welcome freshman and it was a nickelodeon show i remember it, that show you do of course so they, they actually flew me down to orlando it just lasted three months but i but i because i had a job and then a resume item when i moved out here an agent took me and somehow she got me, with my minimal experience, she got me a Duckman episode, a Pink, wow. uh, Pinky the Brain, Freakazoid, based on- Those are whoa, big shows. Based on That's very little. huge. Yeah. 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 But you delivered. So yeah. I guess, yeah. And, yeah, I and, you, had, and you had delivered on, uh, on Welcome Freshman, too. <laughs> yeah, no. had you that, been that the was a powerhouse. That well, was that freshman. was no, that was a bit. That was the time. That's around the same time as as Hey Dude, right? Is yeah, that all that around stuff. that time. And Clarissa. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. That that period of Nickelodeon was an interesting period. It was, sim- was kind of similar age age range to our time period of Nickelodeon, which is you know like eighteen to twenty five year olds playing younger people, right? You know, mm-hmm. kind of like on a show with a lot more adults because i know after our show ended it went back to the other version of nickelodeon which is mostly younger people little kids little kids yeah your show by the way thunderman's uh one of the only shows that was that's not like that yeah where you had like a lot of different range in your in the ages on that show and the that show really worked too i feel like if this was 1993 that show would have been the show that followed Full House. Yeah, it definitely you know had I mean? that sort of TGIF feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because th- Thunderman's just ended, right? It just ended, like two weeks ago. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. That's man. huge. How many episodes yeah. did you guys do? 103. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> it was that's the crazy. second longest-running sitcom after iCarly. Oh, my God, was, dude. Yeah. That's amazing. It was amazing. I mean, it, and it, we, I, we always thought we were dead. Like, it, you, they'd give us seven, they'd give us 13, and then they'd be like, eh, we don't know what's going to happen, and go away for three months. And then they'd give us, you know, once we got a 20 order, 
but it was in drips and drabs, so mm-hmm. we it kept us it kept us hungry in a way. You yeah, know? we never wow. got caught. Nice. Now, yeah. uh, did you study writing in, in college, or, or how no. did you get into writing? I've always wanted to do comedy writing, but mm-hmm. I don't know why. I well, think because my dad was a frustrated comedy writer. He was a psychologist, but mm-hmm. he right? told me that he always wanted to be one. So I think that happens a lot in my experience. Mm-hmm. Did you want to be what your parents? Wanted to be and never could achieve. Absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. I, my grand my grandmother wanted to be in uh, in theater and like and, and perform in musicals and stuff like that. Right. But, so I always because of that I was always like pushing to try to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, like what about your mother? Was your what, what did your mother? She worked do? at the hospital at Mount Sinai Hospital as a oh, wow. me- medical. I don't know what she did. You're Surgeon. Very, that was yeah. it. <laughs> You're a very funny guy. Was there uh, other funny people? Were other people in your family? Funny uh, too? I have an older brother and a younger brother, and they're both very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the business, but uh, they, they're actually both in the wine business. Oh, really? Is, yeah. Well, comedy aid. I, yeah, so they help right. comedy. <laughs> yeah. So I call them up when I'm in a restaurant. I'm like, should I get the, uh, you know, the Sancerre 1989? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they sommeliers, or? yeah. No, they're not sommeliers, but uh, one of them imports wines from Germany, and the oh, other works uh, Rieslings as a like a manager. Yeah, Rieslings. And yeah, that's Gebert, the only German one I know. Gebertstraminers, <laughs> and uh, the other manages a store. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you ever do anything else besides writing? Like, did you do stand up? Did you try that? Or no, I did. Like that, I, I, it looked like for a while I was going to be a magazine writer in New York because that's what I was getting a job, getting mm-hmm. jobs doing, and that's how I kind of supported myself. So who did you write for? Kind of lucky I didn't. Do, I wrote for women's magazines. Really? Yeah, and I would change my name. I, re- I rearranged the letters of my name to be Jenny Gaspard. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <And then laughs> that's like, amazing. That, did the like is this a magazine where like you would go to the office, sit down, and write there, or was it like you sent in your articles and they would just buy? No, them? they knew I was a guy, and mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't seem to care. So I okay. write like I'm 25 years old, single, I know nothing, and I'd write articles like when you and your husband fight over money. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's a show. You know yeah. that's that's because yeah, who knows yeah, more yeah. about women in their lives than 25 year old yeah. single and, men and fighting yeah. with your husband? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like a show where you're pretending to be, especially at that age. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. To the Writers Guild. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, is this tra- if you say something on here, is it trademarked? Yeah, yeah, no, no, we own, we own it. You have to produce it. With yeah, tomorrow, <laughs> we have to all be in the show, and we all have to tomorrow, be. Tomorrow, 1,500 people in <laughs> yeah. L.A. are going to be pitching that show. Yeah. <laughs> you better not, you sons of bitches. Um, that's amazing. Do you, do you remember a... any other articles you wrote, like besides what to do about if you're oh, fighting God. with your husband? Uh, yeah, I wrote an article about the, the New York Times nuptials page, <laughs> like it was supposed to be yeah. my take on the nuptials yeah, cuz that's like a famous one that yeah like people spend a ton of money getting the thing in there it's like and, a big deal getting in yeah and, and you, there's no no one knows the algorithm the secret algorithm yeah. they use to choose who gets in and who doesn't yeah mm-hmm. like i know that's like a big thing is to get in like if you're not in that you're not really in like the the upper echelon of people in New York. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a couple of, uh, I love one of, one of our favorite things on the show is to, uh, do this thing, uh, called, uh, deep cuts mm-hmm. where we try to go deep into your sexy, into your <laughs> career history. Um, so it's time for, uh, something we like to call deep cuts. And to do that, we have to do a little song. You ready? Yep. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Deep, deep cuts. cuts. I feel really good about that. that was, <laughs> it says here uh, on uh, in your IMDb of some of the, your your career jobs and things that you've done yeah. that you were a writer on Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV. Is that oh, yes. true? That is true. That's amazing. Loved it. That show was a uh, stop motion 
animation. Yeah, it's kind of like the robot chicken stuff they do today. So it was, yeah. it was claymation. Yeah, it, it was, was like the California Raisins yeah. fighting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. it would be like... But it would be celebrities. It would be celebrities, yeah. and they'd be fighting each other, and brutal. Are you like, saying yeah. the California yeah. Raisins are not bloody. celebrities? Uh, not. <laughs> they not. had their own Christmas special, I'll have you know. No. That was the most violent... <laughs> Yeah. thing I've ever done or written for. Was it, what, do you remember who fun? you wrote? Yeah, what did you write? I did. I, I just remember I did Howard Stern and Robin Givens as a tag team. Uh, that was a good one. Couple I remember against, the Howard Stern one. But I forget who they were fighting. Oh, but it would just Larry be Larry King, maybe? Yeah. What is the been. script? Like, what are you, are you just writing? You're writing skeleton? the lines, uh-huh. and you're also really in detail writing, and then their spine gets pulled out of the body. <laughs> yes! Did you watch, like, uh, did you play, like, a lot of Mortal Kombat and be like, okay, then I'll do what Sub-Zero just did? And no, I, no, it was not a you just made it all up. at all. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, just Twisted. tapped into that yeah. very dark side of myself. That <laughs> I, is that the dark, like, when it comes to writing-wise, is that the darkest that oh, you've God, gotten? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, all my stuff is like Nickelodeon, like, mom. <laughs> yeah, very sweet. Yeah. But you do have, you do get a little weird. I mean, on, uh, on, on, what's it called? On, um, on Thundermans, you have our dear friend Dana Snyder on the show. Oh, God, I love that guy. Yeah, and uh, he plays the rabbit, yeah. right? Yeah, he's the yeah. voice of Dr. Colossus. Of a puppeteered rabbit. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Shoots uh, created by, I believe, Brian Henson. Did the, Brian the Henson do the puppet? Or? No, it's the Kyoto Brothers. Do you know those guys? Brothers they did, did like uh, insane clowns from outer space or some movie. Oh, called. Yeah. Anyway, they've they've been around for a while doing animatronic stuff. Oh my and god! And this is a this was a thirty eight thousand dollar build. Whoa! Wow! For wow. the rabbit, and the, and so there's it takes four guys on set because there's a guy underneath doing uh, just the movements, and then there's three guys standing you know twenty feet away. One of them is the voice. One of them is like the the ears, and one of them is like the legs or something. I, I still don't. Four Incredible. years later, I still don't know who did what, but it's it's the Kyoto Brothers. Whoa! When you do something like that, and you're trying to build this show, where you like something is missing, and we think it's yeah, like, is that uh, a I wanted that? I, yeah, I did. I wanted that weird element. I'm like, all right, this is a funny, you know, sort of. Uh, you know, oh, family and you know, oh, superheroes. Oh, Mom, you burned the roast. Right, but yeah, you want it, and and superheroes. It had that element, but we yeah. couldn't do that many special effects because they're so freaking expensive. Of course. So yeah. I'm like, how do you make it funny when they're just in the house being a family? And so we came up with the idea of a talking bunny who used to be a villain, and then the dad turned him into a bunny to humiliate him, and now he's the evil son's pet. So brilliant! It was it was a good. That's so much fun. We were happy with that idea. That must have been a lot of fun at a place like Nickelodeon, where I mean, especially and on Big Time Rush too. I mean, you guys would do these, you know, crazy weird things, and you're working under such a limit, like it's such, you know, it's not you don't have the budgets of like Glee or you know something like this, right? But you have these, you have you have the ability to like do some really weird strange stuff what like was there anything on uh big time rush that you guys came up with that you were i just remember mine the weirdest thing i ever came up with was for some reason there was a giant octopus in the pool and you just saw a tentacle come out and grab someone by the neck and pull them in yes and i can't tell you what the storyline was or why that happened i just remember there was an octopus in the pool yeah (laughs) yeah that was good that was good and weird yeah yeah, I don't know. I, the other thing, the other funny thing, first day on the job, I'm, I was like priding myself on the fact that I didn't, I wasn't the fart joke guy. Like I, I've, I've been in cartoons for ten years, but I've never written a fart joke. First day, first day, <laughs> I go in and and uh, I'm like, 
Scott's like, uh, this is going to be your episode. So let's let's what's what's going to be uh, cold open? Cold open. Let's see. Oh, I know. How about Carlos is trying to break the underwater fart record? <laughs> that's what it was. Yep. <laughs> and you had like a cannon in the pool yeah. explode water out. Right. I remember. It was a giant <laughs> yeah, water. It was pretty funny. Really. If you're going to yeah. do a fart joke. Do it yeah, do he definitely. You guys definitely created a live action cartoon mm-hmm. with that show. Yeah. Like it was so weird and so much fun and so over the top. And uh, and one of the things I really loved is like at least in the early days of the show. Like I feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I feel like in the early days of the show, the network didn't really get. They weren't like they weren't like around as much. So we got to be a little weirder and improv and push and make things a little more ridiculous. That and may then be true. I know Scott is a very forceful personality and he has a vision. Like yeah. he's not a dick at all. He's really nice, but yeah. he's you, you, you trust him cause he knows what he wants. And so it, it just felt like the executives, the execs were like, all right, that, that show is handled. Let's yeah. Work mm-hmm. on our, you know, troubled shows. It, it feels like until we got around season three, that's when they started ma- putting our show on different nights and started moving, moving time slots around. And then, you know, uh, kind of, kind of messing with him a little bit. It felt like they were messing with him by the time we got to season three and then season four, it felt like the whole way through it. He was, or maybe he was just tired. Like, I don't yeah. know. It just felt like he was getting, like he was getting hustled or getting pushed a little too much. Yeah, I do remember that actually. Now that you're saying, and it, it. and it was also the fault of. I also felt like there was some fault in our cast too, and the and the label because that label was no joke, and they were doing stuff like they'd take you know they we'd finish wrapping an episode like the uh, Halloween episode. We wrapped it three forty five in the morning, right? And the boys had to be in a in a in a limo to a plane from from set like they got into a limo went to a plane flew to vegas uh got got like an hour of sleep and then they performed for like you know fifteen thousand people or something yeah. crazy like that. it's like they had f- two and full-time jobs they were like full-time <laughs> actors and also full-time musical performers yeah and then they would take them on the road you know like they'd take them on the road for like a year or yeah. like eight months i remember that seasons. Yeah, there like, was like an eight month hiatus once yeah i remember I mean, thinking okay this show that show is it's done they haven't said it's over but clearly it's over so i'm in the library thinking uh what other shows can I come up with? What other shows? And I, and I look in uh, Deadline, I think, and it says, Big Time Rush, renewed for 13 more episodes. And I like pack up my stuff, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> Back Still in. have a job. Oh, yeah. I, I thought at the end of uh, season three, they told us that we were done, that we were basically done at the end of season three. I went into my office, uh, my fake office on that side, uh-huh. and I um, brought in a truck, and I loaded up all of the records, all my gold records, like – like 25 gold records from that show uh-huh. put them in in the back of a pickup truck and drove them home because i was like well they because they said i couldn't take them and they so, filled in the pool remember that yeah they yeah. filled the pool once they filled the pool and i was like well then i can take like my stuff right. and I, whatever you know props and stuff because they don't need it anymore took it all home and then six months later deb <laughs> spidell calls me and goes time to bring it all back and i was like <laughs> what like they were like yeah we're coming back guys and i was like oh god yeah now you had uh, was it the first season you did 40 episodes? No. Or second uh, season? First season was 
I remember a 26. 20, yeah, 20 with a back nine. Oh, it was 29, like, that was it. Yeah, 29 was first season. So it was 30, okay. like almost 30 episodes. 30 episodes. episodes. That's like a huge so, number yeah, for... Second season was yeah. huge also. That yeah. was... First and second season were the majority of our episodes because then third season was a shorter season and fourth was even shorter, I think. Right. So right. whose idea was it to do the whole One Direction debacle on your show? Let me ask yeah. that. Do you know wh- who, where do you that know how that, from? How did that happen uh, where you're like, let's what address what's going on in real life? I don't even know anything about it. This is something that we have discussed at. (laughs) Jed, we've talked about this at nauseum on the show because it's something. I mean, we talked about it with Logan and with Kendall. So band's on tour, right? And they're like, hey, band, guess what? We got a new opening act for you. What what are they? Who are they? They're like, oh, they're One Direction. Like we even talked to Joey Fatone about it. And Joey Fatone was like, you never have a boy band open for a boy band. That is the worst idea possible, right? So they go on the road with One Direction. One Direction, within six months, becomes way more popular than Big Time Rush, right? So then we come back for a season of the show, and it becomes... Uh, we did an episode at the beginning of four or three that was all about how the British invasion that the oh, that they that were show. taking yeah. they were taking us they were taking over for us and Scott kept saying that it was because we had to acknowledge that that's what was happening in the world and I as I've as I've gotten older, one of the things that I've I feel about this and maybe I'm wrong about it but I feel like if you acknowledge competition in in a scripted show. Like if you if a TV show if B, if Big Bang Theory was like we got to acknowledge Silicon Valley, right. you know, I think you're making a mistake. I think you I think you should always pretend like your world is your own world and the rest of it doesn't really exist outside of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. what do you think about that when it well, comes to stuff know. like if that? You, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't think. Know. Yeah, I don't think you have to acknowledge it. Like, oh, the world is talking about it. We have to comment. But if the if the I don't think the the kids watching that episode probably knew any of that backstory. So right. if it was a funny episode, it probably didn't matter. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. That's it was interesting. That was one of those things where we were kind of like, I wonder, like, what? What? Like, I know at the time it bothered you. Yeah, it Even bothered me. It, it bothered me. I know it bothered the guys too because they were like, right. they're like, why do we have to talk about them? You know, like we're giving yeah. them free press. And it was like, you, well, we have to acknowledge that there's something that this trend is happening. And then they came and they were like huge, you know. Right. But I don't know. It's weird. Like I think you have to do stuff sometimes. Like you know, us having Snoop Dogg on the show, even though Snoop was like, at the time, it was like, why would you have a rapper who's like. But it was a huge deal. Like it was such a huge deal for for our show. And same thing when we had when we had Russell Brand on the show. Right. It was like we had like two, celebrity. You just mentioned the two guys who didn't come out of their trailer for an hour, <laughs> right? For different reasons. Yeah. Why? Oh yeah. Why did Snoop for the yeah, obvious reason? Of course. Now, and, now uh, I've heard that Snoop showed up eight hours late. For yeah, the I remember yeah. he was very very late. Yeah. But you know what? Nobody cared. Like, there yeah. was no complaint. You, you sort of cool. build that into his call time, right? Yes, 100%. I assume you like you just give Snoop a, a call time that's six hours earlier than you actually need him. Uh, oh, yeah. And then he gets there about the right time. Yeah. And Russell Brand, was uh, he had just gotten into Transcendental Meditation. Mm. So mm-hmm. he decided what? that he was not going to... It was the beach episode. Yeah, of yeah. course. And, uh, yeah, he didn't come out of his trailer because he was meditating. And that was on location, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That was a problem. Whoa. Because you were losing light and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. <sighs> Wow, that's so crazy. You can Couple do that. questions. Let me ask you a question about the cast. Uh, Carlos Pena is he the dumbest human being you've ever met in your oh, life? Oh, what is the matter with oh, you? Wow. You can't. Wow. wow. Well, it's, Matt. A it's a character. It's a character. All right, hang it's, on. A, it's a yes or no question. You can just say yes or no. Tell him the reason why. Uh, I was there for the filming of the pilot. Okay. Right. 
I'm standing there next to Carlos Pena. There's the Minneapolis news van there because it took place in Minneapolis as part of their <laughs> having fake snow. They had to bring in all that stuff, right? Okay. Where he's going to find Kendall to bring him back to L.A. That's what happens. Carlos looks at the news van. I'm standing right next to him. He's like, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Is that a real place? All right. Yeah. There's a lot of... And that's what colors my opinion of, of Carlos Pena. There's some weird vowels in there. And a lot of <laughs> consonants. He was a kid. He was a kid. He was like 18. I don't know. You know what? He's good at other things. That was his well, second you know boy band because he was in the most, The most fascinating yeah. thing in the whole world about Carlos Pena was that like that was first episode and then season four he was, directing. he was directing the show. Yeah. And he was yeah. very good. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was like... He's the one who put was uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe on YouTube. Yeah. He, yeah, like, like that was yeah, the, he made he that video made yeah. her a huge star. Yeah, like, it was like thirty million hits. Yeah, because the people, if you watch that video, that video it was he, like him he, and Ashley Tisdale and, and Justin Bieber, Bieber and, and yeah. Selena Gomez. Yeah, and it's just them dancing yeah. around to "Call Me Maybe" in their house, like right. screwing around. Yep. And Carly Rae Jepsen owes him for life. Like she say, has a career. For I would the rest say of Carlos. Yeah, maybe he doesn't know how to pronounce Minneapolis, but he's <laughs> bril- on some level, he's brilliant. <laughs> he he is. He is. Yeah. And you know what's fascinating too is he, uh, of the of the guys, uh, he's he's one of the guys that has really kept pushing hard yeah. and working hard, mm-hmm. like every single thing. He's like he's on a show right Emmy now. Winner. Yeah, he's an Emmy winner now um, yeah. because of Grease. And then he's really? uh, he won Wait, an why? Emmy for what that. What was that? That cast? He was he in the yeah. cast one. Okay. The cast one for best ensemble cast for a musical, or a musical uh, special oh, variety like special. Yeah. yeah. So he won uh, an Emmy for that, and then he's on a series right now that's shooting in Vancouver, I think, for CW. Is that and with his a, wife? The is does he doesn't he have a reality thing with his wife or something? He has a YouTube channel with his wife. Okay. About yeah. Christianity. Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah, he's very religious, but but like also very like. I don't know him and Alexa. That's a solid couple, and yeah. they they're like very, uh, they're like very together. You know, like it's great. You know, which is great. And then Maslow, we just uh, we just ran into Maslow yeah. recently. What was, what were they like at when you first were introducing them? Because will you just walk us through? I know. Hang on, so that we're not asking like a million questions at once. Because look, we all we all have our feelings about. I mean. I owe I owe my entire career to Nickelodeon. So <laughs> yeah, you and me both. I know, right? So here's my here's my question to you: um, How did Big Time Rush get formed from your perspective? Like, well, how did you so watch it? So I I came on, you know, when it was time to write. So, but I hear it went for you know, there's a two year casting uh, call that went on with Scott that nearly you know, his hair, by the way, beautiful full head of brown hair. Yeah, and if that the, the, if the casting thing didn't to make him turn gray, I don't know what would. Because two years is a long time to be casting yeah. a show. Yeah, it's a long time. And it was like a national thing. And, and so finally when they nailed it, uh, I just showed up, you know, in, in October when it was when they were already writing episode one. W- was it <laughs> So it's after they pilot? found Kendall or... They had, oh, had they found... Because they, yeah, had, they, they had, had all the, four guys. Because they had the well, original guy playing they shot, We shot an original oh, pilot that right. was before that. So were you, were you there for the original pilot as no, well? No, no. But I remember we brought that guy back as a guest star. Yeah, Kurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he came out as Zach Devon, I believe. Wow, very yeah, good. I the only thing we didn't have was a title. And then I remember the guys came in one day and were like, oh, we don't have a title. We need one by five. Because yeah. like, we were three months into the writing process yeah. at this point. We didn't have a, and they, know they, wanted, they knew they wanted big time. But they didn't know what the noun was, and I think it was Carlos who came yeah. up with Rush. 
pretty sure, yeah. 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 Yeah, because it was a brand new day, I think, originally. Oh, yeah. Right? It was like our original. And then that would not be yeah. Scott Fellows. I bet you big time scrotum, which I was, <laughs> that was on top for a while. Oh, man. That should have won. I know. That would have been great. Elephantitis, the big, musical. Big time <laughs> wrinkled nutbag. <laughs> wrinkled nutbag, the musical. All that these sounds little kids perfect. holding poster board <laughs> signs. At the we love you, big time wrinkled nutbag. <laughs> big time scrotum, we love you. Hey, uh, real quick before we continue, uh, I am currently sitting here uh, with a bottle of my favorite stuff, Fireball Whiskey. Love the Fireball. Uh, God, it is so good. Uh, real quick, before we continue, I just want to pop this bottle open. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, Matt, if you listen real carefully, you can hear the Fireball talking to you from inside the bottle. Sure. Uh, it's a little muffled, though. Hang on, I'll put it up the microphone. Oh, my God. I'm sweating so much. The <laughs> bottle has been... Out of the ice for can, too long. Can you hear that? That's, yeah. That's the bottle of Fireball. I'm going to pop it open. Hang fireball. on. I'm going to take it off. Ow, 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 ow. Oh, I popped the uh, the <laughs> lid off there. Oh. Hey, how's it going in there, Fireball Whiskey? Oh, it'd be better if I was in your belly. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to get in my belly? Get inside this yeah. beautiful stomach. Is hairy... Harry Ball of Man Meat. Get on in there. No, wait. That sounds... Oh. Oh. Ooh, you down inside my stomach now, Fireball Whiskey? What what do you feel now? What's it like down there? Well, why are there all these half-eaten donuts? Don't you (laughs) chew when you swallow? Uh, No, I've been, you know, just kind of swallowing them whole. But that's the way that I like it, which is why I like Fireball Whiskey. Hey, just make yourself comfortable in there. Sit on the couch... Watch a little Grey's Anatomy. Will do. Enjoy the rest of the show. I do love Grey's Anatomy. And Fireball Whiskey. All right, let's get back to the show. What did you think of uh, of uh, James when you met him for the first time? He, he came into my office and introduced himself, and he told me he was trying very hard to convince me that he was uh, really, really smart. And he started talking about economics, <laughs> and he was telling about all the books that he was reading, and I, was, and I bought it. And maybe he is. I don't know. Wow. But we talked about economics. I swear to God. What? Cool. Yeah. Do you know what he? Uh, do you know the, my my introduction to him is that uh, we grew I, grew I grew up in San Diego, and so did he. Oh yeah. And his father was friends with my mom. Oh, weirdly and so him and me would go to passover seders and stuff together what? and see each other all the time when he was like 13 14 years old i went and saw him uh in a play when he was about 12 13 and then uh and then uh, when we got the show his dad took me out for lunch with james and we were sitting there and he goes we're sitting in this italian restaurant and he goes look at this boy look at him look at his body look at this body james show him your abs and james like stood up and shows me his abs and i was like was he crying no. <laughs> he was just like look look how beautiful look how beautiful he is he's beautiful turn around show him your back look look at the back look at look at this look at his arms look at his arms this is this is a star right here this is a very handsome man i was like Right, right. This is the <laughs> weirdest <laughs> dinner right. I've ever had in I'll my have life. The chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. What about uh Logan? What was your first Logan, Logan impression? You know, all four of those guys struck me as uh James and Logan in particular as really funny. Yeah. And I wish I you know, James is on his own track. I know he wants to be super cool guy, but he's yeah. so funny and I kinda wish he would do you know, show the world that he has that side. Yeah, he is a very dirty comedy guy like he he can be so funny and racy and like mean that's one of the things that like we've talked about having him on the podcast and like mm-hmm. how much we'd like to have him on the show right but 
I think that the reason he hasn't done it yet is because he knows he'll say some shit that's going <laughs> to fucking yeah, that's blow funny, up. Because I remember going to, it was, there was some Nickelodeon party, it was like the Kids' Choice Awards party, with the, and I was in the VIP tent, and he was there, and there were these little kids running around, and I said something really, and I have no idea why, I said something really <laughs> bad and, and, you know, overly sexual, mm-hmm. and uh, he was like, dude, that's really inappropriate. Because there were kids around. <laughs> so he was like consummate professional at the oh, age of 20. Right. Sure. You know how it's a good sense of humor? The uh, people who cast him and David Arquette and Sherlock Holmes. Oh, That's yeah. That's a good sense oh, of humor. God. Right uh, a, damn it, Matt. You know, you remember too many things. <laughs> the deepest cuts with the rudest <laughs> take. I'm just saying, if you show up to watch Sherlock Holmes and it's David Arquette and James Maslow. You're like, they're not you solving shit. You're like, come shit. on. Come on. <laughs> they're Are not you kidding solving me? anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, he's so great. Like, I really hope that i really hope to see him in more stuff like he would be so he'd be so much fun to watch in like a male version of mean girls i'd watch him mm. every day yeah i think he'd be good in that, that right that kind of thing yeah he'd be so great for all something right like that. i'm in all right what about uh the the schmidt the kendall schmitz kendall would hang out hang out with us at lunch and uh he would just he would talk about he would try to talk about politics and stuff because that's what we were talking about sure as the writers mm-hmm. you know we we're like okay enough of this writing for kids let's during lunch let's talk about some real stuff so we'd talk about the headlines and he'd try to chime in and be like i don't know I like Obama. And he didn't really know what he was talking about, but he was right, trying to yeah. fit in. And uh, he's a very nice guy. Yeah, and he's such a sweetheart. How's his hair doing? Because I know he was always worried about it. No, his mm-hmm. hair's great. I know, it it's seems right. like it. He when cut, I see photos he, of him, he it looks cut it great. very short. He just yeah. cut, cut it very short recently. Okay. Um, and he seems like he's traveling the world doing his Yeah, hef- him and Dustin are yeah, out. And De- yeah, yeah. They're, on, they're on tour, performing all over the place. And uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's one of the guys that like, during the show seemed like he was the nicest of the yeah four. there was like a point in the run of the show where he really him and scott were like really butting heads but right. i but i think that that was because of the label because the label was doing the label did kind of a mean thing to them and i don't know if you if you know this or not but this is a, a fact during there was a time they were going to do a summer song like it was a a big what what's the big song for the summer windows right? down well, here's what happened is is they went to all four of them individually and said, go write a song, and whoever has the best song, oh. that's going to be the, the, the summer song. And everyone was like, oh, my God, we all get to go off and write our own thing. So they all teamed up on their own with their own people and their own producers that they had met, and they all created an original song without getting paid for it and yeah. then brought it to the label and all four songs got turned down, and they were just given another song to do. Yeah. Right, and that is around that time is is when th- stuff started being a little difficult yeah. on that set. Well, I remember because, Kendall because it's playing. Like, yeah, I remember he, hearing the song Kendall wrote in his, in his car, dressing room, and he played us all. They each of them sat. We sat with them, yeah. and they played us each of their songs. Right, and it was like they really invested a lot of yeah, time. Yeah, Kendall and put a lot of time and effort into and that. And then thing. Yeah. you know, and they're being told by the label like, "You guys are the biggest." you know shit in the whole world and that that can really be a a hard thing for for kids when you're being told that you're like the biggest you're then you're the next big thing you're the next big thing and then suddenly they're like you're not the yeah. next big thing anymore. i just remember i remember the second album was uh didn't they have a lot of didn't they write a lot of the second album yeah and i always <laughs> wondered is that the wisest thing like should you idea. let the songs be written by the Famous composers who've written top forty songs. Yeah, like that's a kind of a bad move. I think I think Nickelodeon kind of learned maybe not to do 
uh, a boy like a music show, like a music band show, like after that, because they that was their first one, I believe that there was the first time they'd ever created an original band with original music and then put them on tour yeah. because they wanted to do what Disney was doing with Jonas Brothers and Miley Cyrus. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, let's just keep doing our show. Like, our show is so much fun. Like, we yeah. get to show up. I get to show up and get hit in the face with a fish, you know? <laughs> like, right. I, like I, I, I watched my fan base go from, like, Having like you know 150 people on Twitter to 300,000 people like getting in, free mattresses, free mattresses sent to me. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like I watched my career just shoot forward because I because every week we get to put on another weird yeah. episode of a show. But if you think about it, they're like they they're thinking to themselves like let's are we like dinky little silly actors or are we sexy rock stars? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have any issue with that on on Thundermans? Like, no, did, boy, it, it was like uh, the the most amazing cast ever. Yeah, so, those kids are so cool. Yeah, their heads are on so straight. I don't know how they survived it. You know, it was four and a half years, and because when they were hired, they were like fourteen and fifteen, yeah. and when we finished, they were twenty, nineteen, and twenty. So. And they're still just the nicest people and, you know, will, so game to do silly stuff and even at that age. So it's just incredible. And then one of them, Jack Griffo, just uh, like the day, literally the day we wrapped, he went and started a new series on Netflix. Awesome. What? Yeah. What's, the awesome. new, what's the series? It's with his girlfriend, whose name is uh, Paris Barelk, but I don't know the name of the series. Interesting. Cool. And it has something to do with cancer, and it's a comedy. Huh. Will Nothing watch. funnier than cancer. <laughs> yes, well. Uh, before I got to do this thing, I yeah. had one big question for you. Yes. And it's because, uh, so I came up with Animaniacs being the most important thing in my life. Okay, every just, single let me just day. warn you right now. I didn't okay. write for it. I know. Okay. But I'm talking about the era yes. and that time period. Yeah. And so for me, it was like things like that, the far side, that were the most important things. And they influenced me today. So what... Was it? What do you see yourself continuing to do the same type of thing because of something that you grew up with? God, who are my like comedy mentors? You, you, it's funny you mentioned Gary Larson in the Far Side because there's a guy named B. His initial first initial B and last name Kliban, K L I B A N. And to me, he was like Gary Larson before Gary Larson. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing. He's a cartoonist who did one panel cartoons with just weird captions. If you can find any of his stuff. Uh, I think one of them is called Never Eat Anything Bigger Than Your Head. And oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. It would, it would yeah. just be like, yeah, you, it would you, just be pictures. You took that advice and disregarded it, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Hurtful, but true. <laughs> or there was a woman, there's a, a picture of a fat, naked woman sitting on a, a business suited man, and the caption would just be Fat lady sits on president's face. It's like stoner uh, comedy uh, before I ever got stoned. And, uh, and Albert Brooks was always a mentor. And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I love being Greatest. able to straddle. Like, now that I've done so much animation and a lot of live action, I can sort of go back and forth. And I don't, yeah, so I don't even know what's next for me. It might be animation. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you want to do, uh, is go back to I that? I would love to do animation if it's not, like, for five-year-olds. Because <laughs> yeah. that would be hard to go back to after you've written smarter stuff to go backwards. But, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's still... It's still back like, to the Duckman era? Dorks, and it was really... <laughs> Like something like that is was really oh, exciting yeah. to me. Oh, that's nice. Uh, that's nice that you saw that. I yeah. didn't realize your that character uh, Froggy Bughead. <laughs> <laughs> froggy, bug, froggy Bughead. That's basically yeah. Yeah. that's who that was. Uh, that's so funny. 
That was I just talked to Jessica Gao. Um, oh yeah, she just um, did a Rick and Morty that was uh, really funny. Yeah, she just uh, and now she's moved on to Comedy Central. Now she's at Comedy Central writing mm-hmm. a live action show. Oh really? Yeah, she came in. I, me and uh, Mike Black and John Schnapp wrote this uh, series called Earthmen Nine Thousand over at Jim Henson Company that we were trying to do with them for a long time and uh we got to hire writers to come in and like help us with our script guys on a spaceship yeah yeah i remember that yeah and we we got to hire jessica and it was so rad we hired her and ian edwards who wrote uh two broke girls and blackish and they came in and made our script just gorgeous i mean they just made it so much better and then seth mcfarland came in yep blew it all and then he came came in and (laughs) uh, was like i got orville yeah Yeah, we're like take your dinky show (laughs) yeah son of a bitch someday though someday it doesn't it it doesn't what's good is it's not it's a timeless thing maybe someday we'll get to go do it somewhere else um we've got real questions from the internet for you from Um, the internet this is uh, Linus Maslow. Uh, <laughs> sure, that's his real can name. Can you believe this <laughs> is believe? a real... It's his real name. Wow, it's so, so Do cool you think that we'll get a new special episode of Big Time Rush one day? What do you, what do you think wow. is the possibility? I would love that. that would be, I mean, when I watch that show now, it holds up because it's like the monkeys. It's just mm-hmm. so... If you, if you don't like the joke, you know, that second, there's another one the next second. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it. So, I hope so too. Yeah, I mean, if no one's died yet, so we can do that. <laughs> I would. You know what? I always even if they die, you just get another guy that looks kind of like them. Yeah. I always thought do. that TV. it would be it'd be fun to do a TV show about the record label and just have a show where people were coming and going. The Gustavo and, Rock spinoff like, is like what you're ro- pitching. Yeah, like a rock, like yeah. a rock record, <laughs> rock spin-off. record spinoff. Yeah, I would yeah. do that show. Really? Of course you would. God, it would be so much fun. Um, all right. Uh, how about uh, this? This is a this is from at Are you a rusher? That is the <laughs> name. Matt, you should read the names of these so that people okay. don't think I'm a liar. Um, they 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 asked, "What's your favorite drink?" Oh, yeah, I'm not a big boozer. All right, well, how about non booze? Yeah, uh, a- you know what? I like a good diet coke. Really, I do. That's interesting because our show is sponsored by Diet Coke. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Um, Uh, And then, and then, uh, like two months ago, I read, "Oh, Diet Coke gives you uh, this and that and the other." So then I tried to switch to this organic thing called Very Cola, V E R I, and I liked it. Sounds terrible. Really? Uh, No, I liked it. And then they stopped. uh, They stopped uh, the Ralphs that I go to stopped uh, stocking it. Really? I think I was the only person buying it. Well, you know what? um, That that happened to me with uh, Dr Pepper Ten. I used to like that a lot, and then. They just, I can't find it anywhere now. And that was like my favorite. And I was like, now they don't have it. And well, uh, at Are You a Rusher, uh, you know, my my favorite drink, um, I don't know, Matt, I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, my favorite drink has always been Fireball Whiskey. Love Fireball. Uh, you, uh, you ever drink Fireball Whiskey? No. What no? happens? Oh, it is it, a magical, magical experience has happened, yeah. Chad. Yeah, sometimes you, you drink a little bit of that stuff and then... Uh, it's uh, fascinating. You end up <laughs> on another planet somewhere, so. hanging out with a rabbit that talks. Well, you know, magical things. We actually have a bottle for you. We brought you I a would, bottle. I would love here. that. Um, oh, here, here we go. Uh, read that. Read, read that one, buddy. From Emily Wilcox. Uh, she wants to know what is your funniest memory from the set of Big Time Rush. Wow, you have a lot of Big Time Rush fans listening to this yeah. thing. Oh yeah. Funniest memory. Wow. I remember. I remember Scott Fellows. This is not on the show. This was in the writers' offices. Scott uh, was a pretty good pranker. Uh, he was carrying this big white statue, and uh, he was pretending to be very careful with it. And he was like, "Guys, get out of my way! Get out of my way! I'm bringing the statue in. I'm taking this home to my wife." 
And he just did this giant pratfall. The thing smashed against the wall, and he <laughs> fell. The statue fell, broke everywhere. And all of us were like, oh, shit, his statue. And uh, then he got up and started laughing. <laughs> That's a really good one. That's awesome. You know, um, uh, one of my favorite memories, uh, people don't know this, but um, – the, the Carlos and Logan were tired of my dressing room being so messy and uh, me leaving things everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they went into my dressing room. They took everything that was on the floor, which was like hangers, bottled water, papers, this, that, that were just laying around. And they took scotch tape and they scotch taped every <laughs> single thing to the walls. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked in and there were just just things. Like a atta- pair of socks. Yeah, a pair wall. of socks atta- like people, hanging yeah. to the, from the walls. Like they, they did that kind of stuff to me pretty often. One time they put, uh, they took water bottles that were empty. They were full. They were full of water, and they balanced my my uh, table in my in my uh, dressing room mm-hmm. on top of these water bottles, so that when I put anything on it, they would fall over, and water water would just shoot everywhere. And uh, <laughs> that happened, and I got water everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and then and you know, and then Carlos and me and all the guys saw paranormal activity. And uh, there was a blackout one night. I don't know if you remember this. There was a we had a full blown. It was like rolling blackouts, and Paramount went dark one one day while we were the shooting. We lost that, all power. I know. That, well, I'd, having just spent four more years on Paramount, that happened again. So yeah, it happens occasionally. Yeah. yeah so when that happened. Uh, I went into Carlos's dressing room and hid. And raped him. In, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I went in there and I just hid in the corner in the dark and just waited. And then he came in. <laughs> and he like slowly, slowly came in with his flashlight. Yeah. You know, like he had like a flashlight on his phone. And he was like, just slowly kind of, okay, I'm going to get my stuff. And as he was like, he looked around the room, but he didn't see me because I was standing on something. And he looks around and he's picking up his stuff. And then I just jumped out and was like, ah! And when I jumped out, he screamed and yelled and screamed, uh, I'm afraid of demons, and then ran away, screaming, like screaming, I'm afraid true. of demons. He did not say that. He did actually yell, I'm afraid of demons. It was uh, like a, just a normal scream wouldn't suffice. He has to explain to you why. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I am also afraid of demons. Um, all well, right. So you just inform me if you're a ghost and not a demon, he's not afraid of you. All right, right. Yeah. Um, all right, there's there's two. We got two last questions mm-hmm. um, from at sunrise zero twenty eight. They asked, uh, "Who was your favorite, most memorable guest star on Big Time Rush?" That mm-hmm. was a mouthful. I don't know. Give me. Do you remember? Could you list some? Sure. Uh, Jordan Sparks. Um, oh yeah, I wrote that one. Did you? Yeah. That is a fantastic episode. Yeah. By they, the way, they fall down the well. I love that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan. Who else? Um, uh, uh, so we had the Snoop. girl from had, uh, uh, Pussycat Dolls. Oh right, that was that was that like was, episode one. That was episode one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had Russell Brand. We had Russell Brand, and Snoop, and Fabio. Fabio was great. Yeah, Fabio. I used to love reading as Fabio yes. when you're in the table. And right. you have such great Fabio stories, the George oh, yeah. Clooney story. I don't know. <laughs> if you told that. Oh yeah, you, still, you did that on the podcast a couple episodes ago. Okay. We yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. I love him so much. Fabio, we had Jeff Ross on. That was oh, kind of yeah. a fun one. Yeah, Jeff and Bobby Lee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You used to bring us stuff because you're hooked into the that comedy scene. Yeah, I would. I got to bring, I mean, got, I mean, getting to bring Jeff Ross down there was yeah. a big deal for me. Yeah, I remember his... writing insults for him and thinking, oh, this is so fucking cool. I'm writing insults for the insult king. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. That's the best. You know, one of the, I, I got to say this before we move on. This is, well, wait, wait, one, one last one. Yeah. And then, okay. Last question comes from, uh, 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 
Okay, here we go. This is from Constance Maslow. Asks if you could go back. But is she related to, to the, the other Maslow? Yes. That's the I don't know. There's a must lot of Maslow. Wow. If you could, yeah, and her picture is big, is uh, James Maslow. Well, she must be related. Big time dreamer. I think you have one <laughs> audience member, and it's James. It's just James. <laughs> the the uh, so uh, Constance Maslow asks if you could go back to the Big Time Rush series days, would you suggest any changes? Is there anything that you go? You know back what? And I would in? allow Carlos to not wear the helmet. Really? Yeah, I always felt bad. Like, you know, it's okay. First season, he's that guy who wears the helmet because he's such a, you know, he's such a balls-out guy. And, and uh, But after a while, the actor, Carlos, was yeah. tired, a little tired of wearing it, and it made him look a little special. Yeah. So I would have said, you know, maybe season two, not so much helmet. helmet. You could do an episode about, like, how he learned to not have to wear the helmet. Oh, yeah. You could do, like, yeah. a whole thing on it. A you whole know, metal plate in his head episode. Yeah, well, something, yeah. You know what's interesting, and I... I, I, I what the, this is weird, but it's true. Um, him wearing that helmet, though, defined him, are like defined that character so strongly that people, when they think of Carlos, they think of that helmet, right? Yeah. I'm the sure he loves that now, right? But, <laughs> but here's the thing: is but here's the thing: is he was playing a character, so now he's gotten to go off and play all these other characters, right? Where he's definitely not that guy. As opposed to someone like James or Kendall, who are have the same name as their character, mm-hmm. also, but looked the same. For, they they still look like the same person. So Kendall's basically the same guy that was on the exactly. show. And he's off doing and, that and thing. And yeah. Where I've been really lucky is you guys put me in yellow glasses, Kangle hat, and this you know these hoodie sweatshirts, right? That were real crazy yeah. with chains. And I was playing a very defined character. That's with exactly a character how you dress, name. except for the right. chains. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but where I'm lucky no is is like I when I go out in the world, people go like, hey, where's your yellow glasses? Like, I get that mm-hmm. a lot. Like, why aren't you wearing your yellow glasses? Or why aren't you calling people the dogs? Because, like, right. you guys yeah. created real stuff for us to build these characters right. out and, f- you know, fill them out. So even though it, it may it may be something that, as an actor, it may have been easier for him not to wear that helmet, it may have benefited him as an actor because he has not stopped working. Right, so, so it imprinted you know? him in people's memories. Yeah, mm-hmm. as, like, that's what he looked like as this character, not that's... that's not that's who he is as a human being forever. You yeah. know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's it could it could go both ways. Um we gotta we gotta wrap this thing up. Yeah. Um your Twitter handle is just your name. You wanna spell it just Yeah, Jed Spingarn. J E D S P I N G A R N. Yes. Um and um do you have like Instagram or anything else like that? I do not. No. I'm gonna start doing that. Now that the show's ending, I yeah. I don't work sixty hours a week anymore, so I have time to do all that stuff. You know, Jed, uh I just being completely honest with you, during the time of doing that show, there was I, I found like I got really, really lucky being able to be friends with you because you're such a sweet guy and such a good person. And getting to come and sit in your in your office and like screw around with you and throw you ideas and play around with stuff mm-hmm. and and be like oh I can get this or I can help with that like you guys were so, you were so you and and Laz 
yeah. were like so inclusive with me and like let me play with you guys that I've re- I really appreciate it. And I've moved on to like I've worked on other stuff since then and it's not always like that. You know, you don't always get to be friends with the writers and get to like watch them work and just getting to watch how you work as a writer has really really helped me figure out like how when I write for stuff like how I like to do things and stuff too. So oh, I so nice. I really appreciate that. Uh, thank you. Appreciate you for that. So well, I uh, if we're, as long as we're mutually jacking each other off here, <laughs> I, I will do it. I will jack <laughs> you off. I uh, it, since the moment I met you and saw what you do on screen, you I, I thought this guy is going to be big, big time. And, ah, uh, get out of here! No, I'm totally serious. I just said this to someone the other day. That I, I maybe it was Dana Snyder actually that I expect giant things from you still. You know, and you're slowly, he is uh, he is big. He is giant. <laughs> you rat bastard. <laughs> it made so much sense to me when I saw you sitting uh, with Mel Brooks in Las Vegas, and I thought, that's who you are. You're like you're like the Dom DeLuise of your day. You're that, that <laughs> character that, actor. By the way, like, if they still had the Hollywood squares, you would be a square. Oh, by the way, man. Someone calling you the Dom DeLuise of the day is my favorite thing I've ever heard anyone describe you as. 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, Matt, where can people find you on the web? Uh, well, first of all, let's do Mike Glazer because he's not here. Oh, yeah. Mike Glazer uh, is uh, Glazer Boo Hoo Hoo on Twitter, Instagram. Check him out. He's so funny. Very funny guy. We just made a bunch of funny videos at uh, the yeah. Houdini Mansion together. Uh, the Boo Hoo Houdini Mansion. Oh, stop it. Yeah. Uh, no, you can find me at uh, funnymat.com. I got links to everything there. Or if you want to tell me about the towering intellect of Carlos, you can do that at mattwalkersucks.com. <laughs> oh, you better believe it. Yes. Um, you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S T P H E N Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe to the Nighttime Show podcast. Leave us messages, comments, and let us know uh, who you like us to speak with next. We love you so much. Thanks for listening. Oh. Stand on here.